Test, test. Hey, everybody. I'm Alex from This Family Tree. I'm here with my husband, Shane, carefully doing surgery on a beer tonight. Lucy's in bed, and we are so happy that you could join us for happy hour. Lucy's in bed. We get to crack open a couple beers just, you know, smoothly, so easy. It's not like some Indiana Jones shit. So we are drinking currently. It's called What Dreams May Come from Merritt Brewery. And we have, in the sneakiest of ways, managed to get our hands on 18 bottles, even though there's a limit on, of three per person. And Shane, is it an easy beer to open? No, it's the hardest beer ever to open. And the reason is, to be cool, they put a bunch of, they poured wax over the, the top, mm-hmm. which is not cool. Do you think it had to do with being cool or with keeping it like fresh? Well, Alex, <laughs> I don't know. beer has been working just fine for years with just the cap. So I'm guessing pouring wax over it is to be like this, like homemade, like we bottled it ourselves. Type. Well, are we idiots for not knowing how to open it properly? You are starting to break a sweat. <laughs> you did do it in a minute flat uh, the other night, this which was impressive. Look. look at that. Way less garbage. You should have seen the first time we were trying to open it. We had a couple steak knives. We're hacking away at the wax because it's really hard. It's like an abnormal wax. So, Shane, as you're pouring it, do you want to describe uh, what we like so much about the beer, what it tastes like? Not really. Let's just get into the podcast. All right. Because we're going to do a new format today. What's this new format? We're going to just do a little chit-chat off the top. People can skip it, you know. People are like, hate the chit chat. Just want to get to the phone calls. Then we're gonna do all the phone calls. Then at the end, we'll ask people. We'll ask each other two questions, and people can skip that part. Perfect. Because most people probably just want to get right to the phone calls, and they're like, you know, they're, but their their story part is cute. But you know, let's skip it. Cheers, babe. Oh yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to the story time portion. Hey. Oh my gosh. All right. So Shane, we have had both of us incredibly busy weeks i feel like i haven't had the chance to really sit down with you much we hung out last night uh but every time we've hung out this week we've just kind of sat in front of the tv watched a couple good shows and fell asleep um so how's your week been oh my oh my goodness (laughs) no your apple and onion i want your apple and onion of the week i wanted to talk about jamaica oh jamaica we're gonna get into that let's get in jamaica okay so do you want to tee it up well, you tee it up. You're the one uh, proposing the topic. Okay, so recently, uh, because you're a, uh, what do you call it again? An influencer? I don't even know. Okay, so, yeah, a mom blogger. Mm-hmm. And we were dead broke. Like, And mm-hmm. you, you had wanted to go on some vacations this summer. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you do have this account. You only have 7,000 followers, but hey. You have pretty good followers, and maybe we can get a discounted rate if you tell them you're going to review the hotel. So you, I think you sent out, let's just say, 100 feelers. And let's just say you got 99 rejections. But you, one place in Jamaica mm-hmm. did say, Alex, we'll give you a $500 voucher, USD, which being based in Canada... That's kind of a huge deal because for us, that's 665 Canadian dollars. It's a good amount. So we decided to go to this place in Jamaica, even though I'd already been there in the past. And I, I knew this place isn't the best place, but it's also not the worst place. And I'm very um, 
easy to please and all i really need is a really nice beach which this had uh it had several really nice beaches and yeah. very baby friendly beaches and a very baby friendly pool which to me i put very high on the list absolutely yeah i'll i'll get to the point alex was scammed $500 USD, which is $665 um, <laughs> Canadian, which she was scammed. Because once we got to the hotel, they knew nothing of this voucher that you were offered. Mm-hmm. And it's because uh, you were communicating with a Gmail account. Okay, well, before I started communicating with the Gmail account, uh, I was communicating via Instagram with this hotel's Instagram what I thought was their Instagram. The, the fake Instagram account. The fake yeah. Instagram account. So, so much of what I've done uh, via this family tree, like working with brands and working with products, is it's always through Instagram. It's, I'd say, 95% through Instagram. All these, you know, mm-hmm. deals are made, whatever. So, this was not out of the ordinary. And I was considering all the hotels and things that I was messaging and considering that we could go to on vacation. Their Instagram accounts are like puny or, you know, almost non-existent. They're like little Caribbean places. I just figure like, hey, Instagram's not a huge thing for them. So nothing seemed that out of the ordinary to me. Right. You thought having 100 followers, 17 posts was par, <laughs> was par for the course in terms of an Instagram account that... It, uh, like you had seen other Instagram accounts I've similar. Seen, okay, it sounds so dumb looking back on it. And like I get it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the biggest idiot for getting scammed. But at the time, Shane, I was communicating with 50 resorts with 150 followers. Just the voucher part seems very sketchy to me. Like why would they want you to cash in a voucher after you get there? Why would that process? That seems like a one process. Because they wanted to make sure I think that I wasn't going to go like take the voucher, take the money and then Mm. not go there and then just have the money. Interesting. And it made sense. But but you were going to review the hotel. So you couldn't really review the hotel unless you had pictures and things like that. Right. Of course. Interesting. Okay, and then and then they had a Gmail account, and you didn't find that fishy at all. I thought only Hotmail accounts were fishy, mm-hmm. and like Kojiko. Right. And then when they asked for my driver's license, the front and back of it, and our credit card, the front and back, you didn't think that was fishy? Because well, I didn't... in theory, wouldn't they already have our credit card number had we been booking with through them? Well, I guess that I didn't book through them. I booked through a third party, like I booked through Expedia or whatever. Uh, and I didn't have your driver's license, so I gave them your passport information. Mm-hmm. But you you will be, when you get to a hotel, any hotel needs a credit card. Yep. So you think they would just say, upon your arrival, oh, right? Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Looking back, it is, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that I fell for it. But and, and here is the weird part, because in all this confusion, you actually did end up talking to the real... Mm-hmm. Uh, like the resort we stayed at was called Gran Bahia Principe. And you actually ended up contacting the real social media, which actually made it seem more legit because they had told you that although they didn't want to collaborate with you, they would in fact give you an influencer discount. Yeah. Which which made the 500, it's like 500 USD isn't a, a, a huge thing. So it's not like a straight up collaboration where like I'm doing a ton of stuff for them but it's a really good incentive to go there with 
you know, family travel. You had lines. thought that was the influencer was discount fair. was the yeah, five hundred dollars, and they they were using terminology like voucher, mm-hmm. like the scam people were using also. Anyway, when you even tried to claim the real influencer discount, they didn't want to give it to you. No, and uh, that was like we went from just the front desk manager to the hotel manager, who was so hard to get to, would not come out and speak mm-hmm. to us. Uh, but no, they started totally reneging the influencer like discount. Like even the real discount. The, the real social media team who I found from like the Grupo Panero, who's like the umbrella brand yeah. through their website, they are now completely reneging. And and we, because we had emailed them once we got home because yeah. it was just such a... Uh, we spent our entire last night trying to deal with this crap. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a shitstorm. Not only were we <laughs> dealing with... The fraud, because once I, uh, we had put two to, and two together that it was indeed fraud, I had to run down to the lobby, call the fraud bureau, of the, the credit card <laughs> portion, the fraud sector of the credit card, and cancel it. Yeah. And then we had to try to a- explain that. And then in the end, we just tried to rectify it all after our trip was done via email. Mm-hmm. And then the people were like, no, this is a scam, this $500. And we had to be like, yeah, we get that. We were scammed with the $500 part. But you did, in fact, offer us an influencer discount. And then they sent weird emails like, we would have been happy (laughs) to give you the influencer discount, but you were scammed. And it's like the fact that we got scammed, it almost discredited us to get the real discount that they had offered. Yeah. didn't make any sense. And also, what, what was also weird is, you got um, sexually harassed while you were there by one of their employees. The jerk chicken man. The jerk chicken <laughs> guy was fitting of the name. He was a bit of a weird jerk. Yes. And so I guess his routine was. Here, wait. Pretend you're in line for jerk chicken. Hi. Uh, could I have some jerk chicken, please? I am a hot blonde woman. <laughs> Why am I playing you in this scenario? Okay. okay. Can I play? Well, you no, play no, I'm you. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. Because I was there. Okay. I'll be you then. Hi there. <laughs> Hi. What do you want? White meat or dark meat? Um, what would you recommend? I say the dark meat because I got dark meat. Do you want my dark meat in you? He said in you? Yeah. Oh my god. Babe, it was like I was just trying to get lunch. It was uh incredibly off-putting he's like 300 pounds he's a big guy like he's tall you saw him Mm -hmm. it's a scary thing so no at first i thought he just had offered to show you his penis like do you want my dark meat no he he wanted to know if i wanted his dark meat inside yeah it was very explicit jeez because and and by the way there like i look at it at a different level than like here like here, if a, if a, let's say we went to a McDonald's mm-hmm. and or any restaurant, let's say Kelsey's, and the, our server was like, you're so beautiful, I'd want his ass fired. Even if he <laughs> gave you a compliment, I'd be like, yeah, this is a little inappropriate. But in Jamaica, there is a certain level of playful flirtation that they mean very innocuously. Like, what's well, a pretty girl doing uh, all alone? Like, they'll do that stuff, and they mean very little by it. But that is so crossing the line, even by their... There was nobody around me, okay? I was up without you. You were with Lucy at the table waiting Mm -hmm. for the chicken. And it was me alone. Nobody else was in line around me. It was him looking me directly in the eye saying this. Like, it was incredibly uncomfortable. It was awful. Yeah, this is 
And then I didn't get, I wouldn't get the chicken for the rest of the trip. You had to go get the mm-hmm. chicken the rest of the trip. And you had to play it off like, <laughs> my husband wouldn't like that. No, I like made a uncomfortable joke. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You had to yeah. play it that way. Well, I was like, what am I, what else am I going to do? Like, it's. Oh, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm not like, yeah. But, and then, okay, so that happens. Mm hmm. And we, we don't feel safe at the hotel because the staff is already very hit and miss. Some people will be yes. very apathetic towards almost any complaint. And the other people are almost too nice to the point where it's like they you feel like they're bullshitting you, which mm-hmm. in a lot of cases they were. I.e. if you ask for room service, <laughs> they'd be like, someone will be up there right away, Mr. Cunningham. And they just wouldn't come. And we didn't get... Um, we didn't get a room clean room, at all. That's what I meant uh, room yeah, yeah. when I say room service. We got it clean the first day we were there. And then... Like, we're going to the beach three times a day. Coming back, we got a baby. We have diapers. Like, mm-hmm. we have three garbages overflowing with stinky poo diapers. And we're asking for room service. They're not sending anybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just the stinky poo diapers. Um, so, yeah, room wasn't cleaned. It wasn't a comfortable atmosphere at this hotel to say the least to report a sexual harassment because you just had the the air that nothing was going to happen and the jerk chicken was delicious and we were like oh if if we somehow get in trouble i feel like we're going to get banned from this place for even complaining and we also were going to be home within 24 hours because it was only a four-day trip yeah so we're like we'll save this complaint for the end long story short we get home. We ask for the influencer discount. We also complain about the sexual harassment and, to a way lesser extent, the the room service. Our room's not being cleaned for, for three days, even though we had asked for it. We had also asked for ice, and that that never came. Yeah. And then, then when I canceled the ice, at one point, I was like, you know what? The ice is never coming, so just please, oh please don't bring it. Then they brought the ice when Lucy was sleeping, and, when I told them not to. And her crib, okay, so her crib was right by the door because we were trying to keep it as far away from us sitting on the balcony as we could. So we put it right by the door with the snooze shade on. We had our noisemaker there, so it was like a nice little baby zone. Mm-hmm. And then this guy brings the ice, and he's just knocking so freaking hard. And then I have to go answer it. We have this whole conversation. Like, it was awful. Lucy woke up. Yeah. So that was quite the ordeal, and the man <laughs> offering to ostensibly rape you so those were two pretty uh traumatic instances we did mention these in email and we emailed spain thinking their head office that's their head office so we thought we'd get a little bit more of a serious response and basically they chastised you for not reporting it on site on site even though we reported it within 48 hours of the incident and then they just disappeared they stopped not only are they willing to not honor the discount the influencer discount which it's, pr- it's probably a hundred bucks to be honest yeah. they don't even care about the sexual harassment which this man offered to put his black meat inside of you dark meat his, sorry his dark meat so that's insane to me they, they they weren't asking any of the details any further so they didn't care like they we, and we've messaged all the ceos the people who have owned it like we've gone from the the lower rung to the middle rung and they kept forwarding until they just did nothing shane even made a phone call to the head office in spain to talk to the director of social marketing whatever and she kind of hung up on him yeah uh, just saying okay i'm gonna forward it to somebody else bye and then like hung up on you yes and it like we have been uh and just anybody i can't imagine anybody trying to make a complaint especially something serious like if it was sexual harassment sexual assault Mm -hmm. uh and trying to get 
a straight answer or trying to get somebody who will actually rectify the issue because mm-hmm. nobody is willing to. And most recently, so after, like Shane said, working through the rungs, uh, we sent an email. So it's three sisters who own it. They're worth like billions and billions. Uh, and we sent the email to the sisters as well as the director of quality services or something, mm-hmm. another Uber high up person. And uh, it's been, what, 72 hours and nobody has responded? Yeah, we've. Just, I hope they're just reviewing it with their legal team and maybe they're trying to word it perfectly so they don't get in, in trouble or anything. But it does feel weird to not even get a message like, thank you, Miss Alexandra, we are reviewing this and we will get back to you shortly. Yeah. Just nothing. So I don't know what to do, but <laughs> we we have to, I guess, do like... We got to follow through. Like, is it... Do you think we can like somehow like social media get like shame them because does seem like a pretty big deal at the very least i hope no one goes to grambia have principe because i did do a google search to see if they had a history of ignoring mm-hmm. sexual assault and sexual harassment and even rape and they do there, there's there's a woman who said uh, she was raped by one of the security guards his name was milton and apparently he continued to work there afterwards what yeah and then there's there's a couple others in the reviews just about how they've been sexually harassed by the lifeguards etc and no one did anything so this seems to be like uh something that's just accepted at this hotel and i guess they just sweep it under the rug and i heard that they do a thing where they make you sign an nda and they kind of pay you off but that's one of their methods mind you we haven't been offered any of that cash we have not been offered any nda or copious cash but Mm -hmm. Uh, that's wild. What are your thoughts on being offered an NDA? Let's say they're like, we'll give you two grand, just sign this and zip it. What would you do, Al? I, the, the, for the people part of me would tell them to F it in that I'm going to spread the word and publicly shame them. Yeah. But then the, uh, house poor trying to raise a kid part of me is like, eh, I guess this is less effort and can go towards our bills. Like, I don't know what I'd choose. Mm-hmm. I choose. It's think hard. It is hard. And I'd like, like it to be easier. Well, I feel like publicly on a podcast, I would say for sure I would not take the money. Mm-hmm. But just because we're so like, I'm feeling like in a broke part of our lives right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll just take it. And then I'll just tell everyone anyway that I meet. I just won't publicize it. See, I think, like, there's no way I couldn't tell people, especially if, it, like, there was a chance that somebody else would be put in danger. So I'd maybe try to see if there was a way that we could take the money and still mm-hmm. make sure that the person who is inappropriate, like, yeah. got got what was coming to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I, I wouldn't be able to rest unless that person was, like, fired, charged, something. But I will admit, now I'm so fired up that I don't know if I could even accept money. <laughs> It was just, it's just crazy. It's like, screw the influencer yeah. discount. Oh, yeah. Just focus on the sexual harassment and just at least say the guy's getting like some sort of training program to learn how to behave amongst. Do they have HR training programs at this resort? No, like, but it maybe, seem like maybe it. that we can, they can revolutionize a training program because although in Jamaica, it might be a little bit more lax in terms of sexual harassment, the people who are visiting their, mm. their sites are from countries that aren't very lax about sexual harassment. Me too times. Exactly. So if there isn't a program there to to kind of train people for this thing, they should definitely implement one ASAP. Otherwise, a story like this could break everything. Like even though you only have 7,000 followers, someone who follows you might have 
100,000 maybe. Yeah. And then someone who follows them, et cetera, et cetera. Also, who the hell, like if you were reading about all these experiences of other women that went through these things at the same resort, who knows? Maybe somebody influential has a similar experience at that resort mm -hmm. and can actually help to make change. Yep. But we've gone a little long. Want to do our first caller? We have. Yeah. We're just, we're PO'd. We're PO'd, yeah. babe. It's loud. But yeah, let's do our first caller. Hopefully they'll bring a little positivity into our lives. So Gran Bahia <laughs> Principe, six out of ten. <laughs> the do not was, go. The beach was beautiful. Yeah. Jerk chicken man, not so much. All right, Shaney boy. So first on our list, I think we have Nicole. Okay, here, put this in your ear. Hello? Hey, Nicole. Hi. Hey, it's Alex and Shane. How's it going? Good. How are you? Very good. Is this our second time calling you? Um, I've called in multiple times. So. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So what's your question tonight? Um, my question is actually, I had DM'd you actually a few days ago about uh, separation, anxiety, and infants. Mm -hmm. And uh, you gave me a pretty good response, but I just wanted to like kind of more elaborate on it through the podcast. Okay. But um, yeah, so my daughter is eight months old and I know it's a phase that kids go through. And I just want to know um, if there's any, you know, more detailed steps I could go through to kind of help the transition when me and my husband aren't around, aren't around so she's not, you know, as, uh, I don't want to use the word traumatized, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And not do you, do you know if she, much. like what, when you leave, what does she do? Uh, she cries. Like she's getting better now as she gets older because um, I have her in childcare at my gym. Mm hmm and I leave her there, and she's gotten a little better, but she just cries a lot, like, mama, mama, Aww. you know, and she needs a lot of comfort, so. Aww. You know, okay, so when I leave Lucy at my gym, it's, you know, for at most maybe an hour and a half, but it's always a shorter period of time. So I feel like she doesn't have enough time to kind of adjust and to start feeling comfortable. And to be honest, I go pretty infrequently these days. So it's not like she is uh, getting used to that environment. Okay. Um, but I think the height of her separation anxiety was from uh, like 8 to 12 months. That okay. Was, that was especially 10 to 12. That was like the height of it. That was when she would, I think, freak out the most. And she's slowly getting more used to it because at this point, we've left her with several different people. And Shane and okay. I have been gone for two nights at a time. Okay. Uh, and so, like, I dropped her off at daycare for the first time this week. And I was so nervous because Lucy has never met this woman. There were a ton of other yeah. kids. Well, there were, like, seven other kids there. And I was like, oh, she's going to be pissed at me. She's going to cry all day long. She's not going to nap. She's not going to eat. Like, it's going to be a disaster. Uh, so when I left, she cried for, like, 20 minutes. And then the daycare instructor was just sending me all these photos. She was having the best time all day long. Yeah. So I just think it's leaving them with as many different people as you can and just kind of slowly extend the time. Um, and like, you know, if you think it's going to set you back because the baby's been crying the whole time for like a two hour period with one person, don't don't think that you need to go back to like a smaller time period. I just say just go for it or leave for a six hour time period. 
You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Shane, do you have any And then input? she'll eventually get used to it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, just, okay. it gets easier and easier. And Can you tell I'm a first-time mom? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, I was in the exact same place as you <laughs> like a few yeah. months ago. So, yeah, the exact same place. And I thought it wouldn't get better. And it 100% has. And, like, I was researching everything and, like, what can I do to help this? But, like, just keep doing it. Keep giving them that experience. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. All right. Thank you. Have the best Saturday night. Okay, you too. Bye. El- so who who's this elephant in the womb? Who elephant in the womb. Uh, she's this really positive chick I follow. I found her through your mom's Hamilton. And she calls herself a period guru and a, sorry, a period guide and a prenatal guru. I have no idea what a prenatal guide is. Uh, so I thought I she. I think she, I would assume. Sorry, did I say prenatal guide? I meant period guide. I have oh, no idea okay. what a period guide is. Well, I think it's like how to maybe, I'm just guessing here, but maybe to know when is the right time to have sex to have a kid. What's her name? Hello. Hello. Is this elephant in the womb? It is. <laughs> Victoria, how are you? Yes, good. How are you? Great. Love your Insta handle, by the way. I think it's the best. Thank you. It's very punny. <laughs> it is. Uh, so you are from London, Ontario, correct? I am, yeah. And you, and you guys are in Hamilton? We are. So we're neighbors. Yeah. I heard of you Love through that. Moms Hamilton initially, Yeah. Um, which is like a local collective of moms and business owners and things for those listening. Um, and I really liked you from the offset. You're very positive. Uh, you're funny. And I, I just got to know, so you are a self-described period guide and prenatal guru and I want to tackle those separately what the heck is a period guide (laughs) so there's not a ton of us out there um, and it's not something that's regulated which is a little bit tricky but it essentially means my background is in women's health I'm a childbirth educator as well as a RMT who specializes in perinatal and infant care. So in the last couple of years, I've taken a lot of courses through different colleges in hormone harmony, period, menopause, kind of just all things hormones. So that combined with coaching, I basically help people who menstruate to get a better hold of their cycle, improve cramps, help with fertility, postpartum periods, all sorts of things. That's wild. So anything to do with estrogen and the exactly. like. Exactly. Okay. So, okay. I'm still trying to get an idea of the period guide and like what that would mean for me. So I'm 30, irregular because of breastfeeding. And right. we're going to start trying for baby number two soon. Exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Like I, the first time was so easy, honestly, and – like we were just kind of like, all right, tonight's the night. And then we made Lucy and I don't even know when I ovulate. <laughs> like I have no idea. Oh, so okay. when do I ovulate? Like this is a dumb question. So many people are going to laugh at me for this, but I, I don't know when you ovulate. <laughs> so many people don't know. Actually, that's a super common question. Everyone knows when we have our period. That's the easy part. So with the menstrual cycle, there is four different phases to it. So to simplify it, day one of our cycle is the first day of our period. Mm -hmm. Not spotting, but like full on bleed. And then typically about 14 days after the first day of us bleeding is when we ovulate. So the best way to tell, and you have to get really in tune with your body Mm -hmm. to do this, 
but is tracking and specifically tracking the discharge and cervical fluid. So you'll know you're ovulating if you were to take your fingers and sweep a little bit of the fluid that's coming out around day 14. And if you were to spread your fingers with it, again, Mm -hmm. very in touch with your body, um, but you would want it to almost look like that egg white consistency. Are you getting all the shame? Yeah. (laughs) Taking notes. (laughs) Um, So that's how really you know when you're ovulating and the more that you track your cycle the more you can really understand that Mm -hmm. now for postpartum people who haven't got their period back it can be a little bit tricky to know when you're ovulating and how you can work on bringing healthy ovulation back so something that i recommend is seed cycling and you can seed cycle with the moon cycle if you don't have your period back yet and that can help to bring it back and make for better ovulation and better chances of conception so how many days am I actually like fertile force like when I when I notice the consistency right like the ripe consistency how Mm -hmm. many days am I good for for baby making so everybody is a little bit different generally it's like a five-day window but specifically there's usually like a 48-hour window that is super optimal okay. so you guys must have just caught that uh, <laughs> in the off chance <laughs> that's pretty lucky um mm-hmm. so like technically it's because you're ovulating and that's when things start and then because the sperm can hang around for a couple of days in mm-hmm. there that's why that's why the window is a little bit longer and if you do uh do it in that perfect <laughs> window what yeah. if you had to say like can you put odds of actually getting pregnant down or is that just the dumbest question? It's not a dumb question. So it all depends on the fertility things in question with the couple and if there's any concerns with that. But for somebody who didn't have any problems, if you're doing it at the right time, you're very likely to conceive. Like are we talking 80%, 90%, 70%? If I were to put my own statistic mm-hmm. on it, again, for a couple that isn't facing any challenges in the ovulation window, you should have above a 90% chance. Whoa. Of That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a That's very cool fact. For people it is, yeah. who don't want babies to know when they're no ovulating Wow. No kidding. Because mm-hmm. I consider myself very fertile. Same. Yeah. I, I feel fertile. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's. You should wear those titles very proudly. <laughs> and is that the right term for a man, fertile? Or does yeah, that it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so another question, just with since you're a period guide, um, since so I got my period back after seven months of breastfeeding. Okay. And now it's like crazy irregular. Like sometimes it'll be twenty eight days, sometimes it'll be like 35 to 40 days will that Mm -hmm. impact my ovulation window so it does change it a little bit usually only by like a day or two though and again if you start like checking your mucus or even taking your temperature that's when you'll be able to notice when you are ovulating um but it it can like my temperature will spike yeah, exactly. So 
when we're ovulating, there's so many things going on and it raises that basal body temperature. Now, taking that accurate reading, you have to do it every single morning. First thing when you wake up, like before you even sit up or take a sip of water. But uh, that's also a very accurate way to track when you're ovulating. That's crazy. See, I have a lot mm-hmm. of friends uh, who do track these things. Um, yeah. Not having ever tracked them, it is like a, a world that really confuses me. Uh, that's kind of overwhelming. So this is very helpful. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many options of things you could track. Some people are like crazy and track it all from like mood to color and Holy smell man. and consistency. And like even just keeping it basic with these are the days that you have your period, right? Like that's mm-hmm. an easy enough way to get a good idea. And then, so just quick, so just say, all right, using, you know, you're a peer guide, thank you, I know when I'm ovulating, I get pregnant, boom. So as a prenatal guru, what what do you do for clients? Yeah, so I'm a certified childbirth educator as well as a perinatal body worker. So again, I'm a registered massage therapist. So on the physical side of things, I help people with things like round ligament pain, um, SI joint dysfunction, achy legs, like all of those things. And then as a childbirth educator, it's the same thing as if you're going to a prenatal class, right? And you're learning about the different phases of labor and coping mechanisms to get through labor and knowing your different options. So I'm really there to advocate for my clients and make sure that they are informed and educated about the different options with pregnancy and delivery and their infant care so that they can make those decisions. And if they need me to be an extra voice for them to speak up, then I can do so for them. That is super awesome. And uh, I definitely want to keep in contact with you as we go on this second baby yeah, journey. It's very exciting. <laughs> Victoria, thank you. Well, wait, oh, I just have, sorry, sorry, I just sorry, have, sorry. I, sorry. I just have one last question and I realize it's kind of a crazy question, but I'm always curious when people are trying to get that perfect uh, window to make the baby, why don't they just do it just to be safe for one month, say we're going to have sex every day this month or, or is there some advantage to kind of waiting and getting like, like to, if the man abstains and then does it on the right days, maybe the sperm count is higher and there's some uh, advantage there or is that just yeah so you've you've pretty much got it right on the nose is that I mean sure you, you could try every day if there's some ulterior motives there um, <laughs> but waiting for that window does mean that the sperm has a higher sperm count and the mobility of the sperm so it's a better chance that it sounds funny but they have all their energy and they can just swim a little bit farther and get That's where they serious. need to go so there is, yeah, there is proof in waiting for the right time. That's why wow. all the wives out there, you're not crazy for uh, having your alarm set for when it's go time. <laughs> That's very cool to know. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I would have just thought that it was like you do it every day to keep them fresh or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Victoria, again, thank you so much for your time and have a great night. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Talk soon. Bye. 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 That was a great question. Thank you. Man, all that uh, mucus talk is making me a little hot right now. I want to make another little baby. Mm -hmm. Let's turn these cameras off. That was a joke, of course. The mucus part is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but you think, like, I mean, you're, I'm sure, very in tune with your, you know, weird man body. And you think of, like, when I was pregnant with Lucy, we were both pretty in tune with with what was going on except for like 
do you remember when i was like nine months pregnant and she was sitting so low and then i put my hand in and i felt her head do you remember me telling you that yeah yeah so like nothing's weird anymore not not after that hello hey is this kate yes hey this is alex and shane from this family tree how's it going good how are you very good kate where you call oh you're calling from around here yeah, yeah. Uh, we're out in Kitchener, but originally from Hamilton. Very nice. Well, what is your question story experience? <laughs> question. So uh, we have a 15-month-old son, and he is teething. <laughs> but it's a little different now that he's more of a toddler. We're finding he doesn't really like the toys he used as a baby. Mm-hmm. So did you have like more toddler toys that are working for teething? You know what? I so Lucy got all of her like the teeth that she was expected to get up to like 16 months. She got those all by 12 months. So okay. she like <laughs> popped out a ton of teeth. Like she popped out all of all like well, four of her molars uh by the time she was 13 months. So Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so we actually have yet to experience toddler teething. Uh so that's it's a, not that, great. No, no. See I a, a bit of me thinks that she is going possibly through something at least I'm kind of hoping she oh, okay. is like she's been having you know like big diarrhea poops more often and right. being a little fussy yep. which always kind of <laughs> means teething um but like she kind of just gnaws on everything like the one thing that she always yeah. goes to we have one of those teething necklaces and I find okay. that from like a young age to how like you know 16 months which is what she is now uh she's always like this I can put a photo of it up on my Instagram because that's the one thing that she does always use um yeah but other than that it's I, funny because I was gifted those and I gave them away because I didn't really use mm. them early on and now I'm kind of like I really should have hung out to those until yeah them. she was obsessed with it today the teething yeah necklace. it's like it's oh, like okay the one that I think adults wear like I'm supposed to wear it but I never do I just let her hold it and chew on it yeah no that's a great idea because we had them but when he was little it was almost too long yeah and I just never got into the I don't know I just didn't really use it so I'm hoping I didn't actually give them away (laughs) to a couple of friends who were pregnant like maybe they're just somewhere in the house but Oh, you that's great yeah we'll try that yeah and did your uh did your kid ever like like um frozen fruits or anything like that like have you ever tried that or frozen milk uh, we, um I never did frozen milk I was a little too lazy to actually do that but uh I did like frozen puree like those little popsicles oh yeah um so that seemed to work like we could probably because that that's delicious that again. yeah I think a toddler yeah. would love that They're, those are so tasty I'd love that yeah right mm-hmm. but we uh we we kind of had like the baby molds so I think at this point it would be like too frustrating because it was yeah. more like a little, little bit would come out. Yep. But yeah, maybe we'll go out. We'll get um, the popsicle ones this weekend. It's probably on sale with it being Labor Day. So Absolutely. Best time to teeth. Yeah. Well, good luck. And let me know because you're going to be one up on me on this as I haven't really experienced yeah. toddler teething. So you are going to have to let me know what works and uh, I'll share that on, on the gram for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much. This oh. actually is really good idea. <laughs> good so. luck with it. It's always good. Yeah. Take and, care. And just out of curiosity, yeah. does your oh, son sure. have a lot of hair? Yeah. Because I have a theory <laughs> that the kids that have a lot of hair, they don't get their teeth early. 
And kids who get their teeth oh, early don't okay. have a lot of hair. They're focusing and on Lucy growing one or the other. Has like eight hairs. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I just wanted yeah. to test. <laughs> yeah, no, he came out with a full head of hair. There you go. Um, yeah, very thick, very long. So lots, lots of hair over here. I, I knew it. I could just tell. You know, you could just tell. Anyway, thank you so much. Take care. Yeah, you guys have a great night. Bye, Kate. Bye. I like the theory. I think it's correct. Anytime, I- anytime someone is a teething issue mm-hmm. their kid always looks like a tv reporter yeah no i i completely agree i think it's a good theory all right let's go to the next allison okay allison bedtimes and bottles this sounds like a professional account you say hi this time sometimes i don't want to some, sometimes they're just for you and they don't want to talk to me oh well, you don't know unless you say hi hello hey allison Hey. <laughs> Sorry, that was a, a funny hi. This is Alex and Shane from This Family Tree Podcast. Hi, how are you? We're very good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, showing up tonight. What is your yeah, question, you. story, or experience? So I've been following you for a while now, so thank you for like posting what you do because it's been super helpful to me. It was the first time I met you. Um, and I know you're still breastfeeding. Um, but you mentioned that you were going to start trying for another baby. I don't know if you have or not, but, um, we're kind of in the same position as you. Um, my son is, he's about 11 months old and, um, we're actually going on a cruise for Christmas. And I think after that, we want to start trying for another baby. Um, and I'm like in this weird predicament where I do like want my body back, you know, Mm -hmm. for like a few months or, you know, whatever, before we have another kid. But I don't want to stop nursing. So I don't know, like, if you feel similar at all. Like, I love nursing my son. And if you, like, what you would do in my situation. Or maybe you are in my situation and you don't know. Yeah, no, I'm I'm completely in your situation. So we want to start. We're going to Las Vegas next week. And we basically want to start trying in Las Vegas, after Las Vegas, around that time. Um, and I love breastfeeding Lucy. Um but, you know, I would be more than happy to wean if she was showing signs of wanting to uh, because I do kind of want my body back to experience that autonomy again before I start growing a human for the second time. Right. Um, however, it honestly just doesn't look like it's working out that way. So it looks like I'll get pregnant and then have to start weaning. Uh, so it will be difficult. And the, the getting the body back thing uh, is hard because not only do I want to have it back in the sense of just like feeling like nobody is physically reliant on me, like for nourishment. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to like feel like I look great even yeah, for, for sure. a few months. Um, and I found that's kind of like been hindering me in other ways. Like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, well, I'm going to be pregnant again soon. So I'm not even going to go work out today or something like that. Yep. I feel the same. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's a weird, it's a really weird predicament to be in. Um, but I've kind of just bit the bullet and decided, you know what, I'm not gonna, this is just the time in my life that I'm going to have to be selfless in that way. Uh, yeah. And I'll keep nursing Lucy until I guess I get pregnant. What do you mean selfless? Like you're going to be selfless in the fact that you're going to work out or you're going to be not work out? No, not work. Like working out. I mean, that's, that's a bad excuse. I definitely could work out, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be selfless in that. I'm going to keep giving Lucy what she obviously wants instead of weaning. And then 
get pregnant again. So then selfless in the sense that, you know, you, ha- you have to do things in order to keep the growing baby inside you healthy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like Allison, I'm not going to have my body back for what, another two years now? <laughs> like if I get yeah, pregnant and then seriously. breastfeed. So it's, you know, I just kind of bit the bullet and uh, it's, it's just something that I'm, you know, willing to do and excited to do now that I've made that decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does for sure. And I mean, like Shane and I are enjoying a few beers tonight and we typically do oh, yeah. on Friday and Saturday. So like those little, you know, those nights and like the few nights that like I go out with my friends or with Shane mm-hmm. and like have a really good time I'm just like holding on to those extra special but yeah oh my god I have a glass of wine like every night yeah yeah it's a, it keeps you sane <laughs> and thank you for being like honest about that because so many people are so like really taboo about drinking and breastfeeding and the midwife I worked with has always been like it's totally fine as long as you feel fine the baby's fine yeah don't worry about it anybody that I've ever spoken to whether it's a midwife like my high-risk doctors my family doctor it's all you know the main concern is can you parent drunk no so make sure you know like just right yeah but yeah no totally appreciate your call uh let me know how it goes for you because yeah we're we're, we're both in the same boat no that's good to know that you're in the same position because I feel like a lot of people just stop at a year like cold turkey and I didn't just really want to do that. My son loves it. It sounds like Lucy does too. So yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Allison, thank you so much for your call. Yeah. And have a good uh, night, guys. absolutely. No, you thanks too. So much. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay. See, I think I actually parent better drunk than I am. So <laughs> the one I'm sober. Like, I feel like Lucy has more fun. So wait, would you remember, her nap times better when you were drunk because today you definitely didn't know when she was supposed to nap one i was kidding two <laughs> let's please move on from that all right who's this that's renee right. okay hey renee yeah how's it going this is alex and shane from this family tree hi how are you so good uh what good. is your question experience or story um well I was kind of just thinking about trying to figure out uh, some tips, I guess, on um, balancing mom life with work life. I'm a teacher, too, and I'm going back to work in October. Mm -hmm. And I also have been trying to do a little bit of work to prepare myself. Um, And I've been trying to take a little bit of me time, but I find that when I... I'm done. I still see like my house is a mess or there are other things that I'm normally doing. Mm-hmm. And I find that the balance is really hard. So I just wanted to know what you guys do. Uh, the balance is insane. And I don't know if there's ever way like ever in your life a way of perfecting it because there's always going to be something coming up, whether it's sports or another kid or work, whatever. Um, and I don't think anyone actually does balance it. I think yeah. if if someone does have a clean home, it's because they decided to stay in on Saturday and Sunday instead of going out. And if their home's messy, it's because they decided to have a fun weekend. Or mm-hmm. like it's it's impossible to do everything. It's <laughs> this kind of model of having the clean home and like uh, fun weekend is kind of based off of when women didn't work and they just stayed home, right? And 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 the job was 
to take care of the home and that's another thing because like being on mat leave like I am home every day with Lucy but then at the same time it's like what am I going to give Lucy like you know every day like a learning environment where we go and do things we go to the library we see other kids we go to the park we sing songs or am I going to put her in an extra saucer will like clean the kitchen and make sure that that's spotless so oh for sure it's, and that's what I find is like then when I do put my son down for a nap I you know there's only so much you can do in that time yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's like when you know I feel like I I tried I was reading a lot on and I was I was really trying to, you know, read for my own during his naps or I would go and, you know, do some yoga or I would do some work for school. And then I feel like I felt bad afterwards because something else that I normally like should be doing in my head, I'm saying should be doing. I feel bad because I then have like when am I now going to get the time to do that I just took time for myself and like I almost shame myself for doing that right yeah Yeah. it's funny and then if you don't go to the gym all of a sudden you're guilty that you didn't find the time to go to the gym it's like you you can't you can't win in this no uh, you you can't or it's like you're losing your mind because you didn't take the time to do yoga or read Mm -hmm. a book right and you haven't had that many time and you're Mm -hmm. so craving it so I feel like the only way to do it is like you know say today I'm not doing the house and I'm going to feel okay about it. And everybody in my family is going to be okay about it because I need time for me. And then another day say, you know what? I'm going to be okay about, you know, saying no to the me time today and cleaning the kitchen because it's a pigsty and it just needs to be done. And it's just accepting when you absolutely need to do certain things and like almost doing it then. Do you know what I mean? And that you can't do it all. And I think that as a teacher, like I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, at, like at least I, I feel like a lot of other teachers that I work with are the same way where it's like you know it's always I feel like there's always somebody watching um and I don't know why I feel like that same thing with my home but um <laughs> I think I need to get away from that too mm-hmm. right and just like you just focus on you know having fun while he's awake and not worry about uh, about the home itself every day like you said just kind of occasionally decide which days you want to focus on that. when's so. company coming yeah. over you know you, you yeah. get the whole family yeah. running around throw the kid in front of the tv your house looks perfect mm-hmm. you're the perfect stepford wife and all good <laughs> <laughs> well the way because sometimes we actually we just get sick of living in, like our house right now it's it's the worst like it we, is the worst your right mind now. would be blown if you <laughs> realized you were asking for advice from the people with the worst house ever right now but our, the, the way we kind of live is like our form of balance is being so imbalance that at the end of the day there is balance to Mm -hmm. it so one weekend we'll just say we aren't doing shit all in this house we're just gonna go off to the cottage leave all the mess or go have a beach day or have two beach Mm -hmm. days and then the next weekend we'll say okay we're just gonna have one full day where we clean or a day and a half where we clean and then the house is fine for the one weekend, but a disaster on the other weekend. Yeah. And then that yeah. kind of makes me feel good that at least I have that little treat weekend coming up where I can just do nothing and just yeah. live in my own filth and not feel ashamed <laughs> about it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just the and way you I know, am. Like it, you know, it's not like people do drop in at any time. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people do call and stuff or yeah. whatever. So even getting like the 15 minutes ahead of time to just kind of straighten things up is 
a lot. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. definitely easy, you know, easier. And uh, and yeah, in the meantime, like you said, just to to focus on doing those fun things because the time goes by pretty quickly. It mm-hmm. flies by, and like I mean, I'm not the most organized person as it is, and I don't love cleaning as it is. But you know, things need to be done, and uh, it's just about knowing when knowing it's like preparing for the shame and then you won't feel it it's like knowing you're gonna eat like tell yourself like hey i don't care i'm not doing this 100 yeah. percent. so today, i'm just leaving it for today yeah it's only guilt i only find guilt when i create the lie like oh i'm gonna find time to work out and clean the house this weekend and then we're gonna slip off to the beach for a little bit with lucy and then we're gonna have like a couple of cocktails with some <laughs> friends and then it's like you don't end up doing any of it and while you're doing the one thing you're stressed about the other thing you're not doing or running out of time to complete you know what i mean oh yeah for sure so the secret to balance is imbalance for for us, I yeah. find, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we hope awesome. that was helpful. Yeah. More helpful yes, for us just so to like, ver- have the opportunity to verbalize what we do. Yeah. <laughs> thank you well, so I much really for the call. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Heck yeah. Have a great night. All right. You too. Bye. Amazing. Okay. All right. So we have a writing question. So this question is from an anonymous uh, follower. And she wrote me a message. So she is on our way to a destination wedding right now. So my, I will read this message as her. So my husband and I had our baby girl on September 11th of 2018. She's a gorgeous little girl and the first granddaughter or grandchild brought into the family on both sides. Long story short, my husband's youngest brother got engaged in October of 2018 and his fiance, who is also a very good friend of mine, made the decision to book her wedding in Mexico. No big deal until the bride's best friend informed me that the resort they booked the wedding at was an adult-only resort. Knowing we would have a one-year-old who was the only child in the whole family, and knowing that we would have to go since it's my husband's brother. So my husband right off the bat decided we would skip the wedding, but his mom and the bride threw a fit and would not let it go, saying that we were being selfish by not going and that it would ruin the whole event. So in the end, I had to go behind my husband's back and book our trip to then surprise him a week ago and force him to go. Luckily, my mother, aunt, and sister were kind enough to come and stay with our daughter while we were away, but we are pretty much spending 1700 to be at this wedding for less than 48 hours. So they're only in Mexico for two days. So, thoughts? That's tough. It's so hard. So she ended up surprising her husband so that he would be forced to go. Wait, I don't understand the surprise element, though. Okay, so... The husband decided to skip the weddings. Like, this is ridiculous. We're not going to go. So then she ended up booking the trip behind his back. And then a week ago saying, look, it's already paid for. We have to go. Oh, I looked at, I always look at surprise as a, a synonym for a good thing, like a happy. Thing. Right. So, so it was kind of a negative surprise. Yeah. So I guess it was her mother-in-law and the bridesmaid of honor, who is also mm-hmm. her friend, that threw a fit. And they're like, you have yeah. to go. But you can't bring your kid. So this is the only kid, and it's only a one-year-old. So, okay, Shane and I had an adults-only wedding, mm-hmm. essentially. Like we had our flower girl. Um, and the impetus for that was I just didn't want any, like, 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds, whatever, hanging out, listening to adults swearing, drinking, and, you know, feeding, like, a 15-year-old boy who eats, like, four meals. You know what I mean? I don't know what you're talking about right now. I'm well, because well, you and I had an adults-only wedding. We did? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
We didn't like I didn't invite any of my friends uh, sorry any of my cousins kids. Our whole rationale had nothing to do with uh, having kids there. It was just we we got married in a backyard. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with that. Well, we yeah, we had a limited amount of people that could come. And yeah. yeah. So That's the reason though. Yeah, but but it was adults only. Mhm. But it had nothing to do with yeah. 15-year-olds or no, swearing it, or any of that. But I think the perfect excuse is financial reasoning. It's like, we don't have the money. And how can you argue that? In fact, the only real way a person to counter it is, I will pay for you. In fact, I just <laughs> went through, I went through a, a microcosmic uh, story like this just last week where I was supposed to go for my friend's birthday, but you and I didn't really have any money. So I said, sorry, I can't go. And they're like, why? It's, it's, it's this guy's birthday and this guy's birthday and it's only one night only. And I was like, I don't have the money. And then they said, we'll pay for you. And I was like, okay. And then I went out and they were supposed to pay for me. Mind you, they did not fulfill that promise. But I think regardless, I do think financial excuses are the most ironclad. But here's the thing. What if you can afford it? What if what if you can't afford it? You would just rather not just spend your you money can't. for seventeen hundred dollars in Mexico. Who has open <laughs> finances? Like like my mom doesn't know how much money I make a year, let alone how much I have in my account. You could be a millionaire and still be dead broke. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. You could be house poor, any, anything. Just say, oh, my, my money's all tied up in in stocks or something. But the thing is, it's, it's the husband's brother mm-hmm. and her best friend. That's yeah. like, it's like family wedding. Yeah, so say, say if we could bring the child, but unfortunately not being able to bring the child has put us over the, the edge here in terms of finances. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if they could bring the kid, they'd be able to go longer and actually make a vacation of it. Because then, thing is, like, if you're flying to Mexico, your flight's going to cost the same no matter how mm-hmm. long you're going for. Yeah, so you bring they, up a good point. So if they could bring the kid, then at least they'd be able to stay for, you know, five days, seven days and make a vacation out of it. You're right, because I guess here's where she, she was a little strangled held because she got a babysitter, right? Yeah. So someone offered a babysitter? Her, her family members. Right, yeah, that that's a tough scenario. And a scenario I, I would never appreciate being in. Like, I, I would have such resentment for anyone trying to put me in. I would almost be willing to, like, sacrifice relationships. Like family relationships and if like they're really going to hold me to that i don't really know if that's like a family i even want to be a part of <laughs> just <laughs> so to take extreme. it extreme <laughs> I'm, serious, I'm, I'm writing you off how dare you get no, re- married I, I would. You, you can no no it, oh my gosh if jake did that to me like if if my brother decided to get married at you, just anywhere where i maybe I couldn't go or i couldn't bring the baby on either side i definitely want to kill him Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think she's there. Like, I think she's there. Like, listen, I, I feel like I'm very upset. Mm-hmm. But what, like, so besides sympathizing with this woman, what can we? What would have been good advice to help her? I would have asked if I had known earlier. Um, I would have asked, like, have you spoken to your brother? Like, when you found out that he and his wife were, you know, planning on getting married in Mexico, did you immediately tell them, like, hey, like? Can the kid come? The kid is going to come so we can make a family vacation out of it. Because you mm-hmm. can't expect people with kids to be able to necessarily afford vacation, just the two of them, without mm-hmm. taking the time as a family. You know what I mean? Because it's not just the money, but it's like the time from work and everything that's all precious. So I would recommend like the second, I guess, you're finding out you have to travel somewhere, Yeah, talk to them. And I think take all 
bitchiness and I use the term bitchiness for men and women. This mm-hmm. isn't like a, I'm using it because it's a woman here. I would just be very kind and do the call with a very like sympathetic way of speaking and be like, listen, I would love to go to the wedding. It's just without my son, I'm just not comfortable being there for like have a good like little laundry list of reasons and be very calm instead of like coming at it from the angle of like I can't believe you would do this to me and then creates this kind of toxic atmosphere where it's almost like a a competition to see if they can like will you to be there in spite of what you actually want to do Mm -hmm. so I think the that calm way you're suggesting is the right way to do it especially if you're dealing with people that don't have kids they don't know what goes into it like yeah like just to take care of a kid to leave a kid behind what goes in the finances they don't know and I think it's so easy for a young couple who you know like you said it's their dream venue and be like oh this is our day you know blah 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 this is what we want um so no kids allowed should be no kids allowed Uh, but I, I think there is a happy medium that you can find especially if you are explaining something like so calmly and you're just really appealing to them and showing like laying out for them what it means to have kids because I didn't know when I didn't have kids like I was I think a lot less sympathetic to friends with kids Mm because I didn't get it so I think you have to help them understand well I'm glad we figured that out now that she's (laughs) on the trip we got to this question a little late all right so I guess that's the caller portion that is caller portion caller question portion and now this is where we go into the final segment which is where people can skip if they want but you and i are going to kind of ask each other a couple questions we don't need these things anymore do we no let's take them out get real comfy yep all right shane you were home alone with lucy today while i was doing work at a rental house because we have a new tenant coming tomorrow yeah i know what you're gonna ask me what oh you tell me you're just very predictable what am i gonna ask you you're going to ask me if I have like a newfound respect for you or no, perspective on actually. what it's like to take care. Okay, hit me. If we had a nanny cam, would I look back at it and think that you did a good job? Do you know what's funny? I always, <laughs> for a game for myself, I always pretend I am on a nanny cam. <laughs> I always, I, I'm always like, if I was in a reality show, what would make people really think I'm a good dad? And it's kind of a psychotic thought mm-hmm. or sociopathic or something but i kind of am like that anyway I, I talk to lucy like almost the way a dad would talk to a kid in a movie <laughs> and i joke with her the way i would maybe like an eight-year-old I, I, mm-hmm. I joke with lucy because i want her to like pick up certain phrases and it's the only way that i think she's really gonna understand and uh yeah we were going down the slide a bunch i i got a text from a friend at a point and i put my head down and then of course at that moment lucy uh, fell and kind of like bit her lip and I thought it was bleeding it turned out it wasn't bleeding but I was very scared at that moment because the one second of negligence of course is the moment where your <laughs> your child's gonna get hurt so then I came in and then uh, you know I, a good sign to see if your kids really hurt is if they laugh within like 30 seconds of the injury then it's usually a sign they're okay so I got the big Winnie the Pooh and I was pretending I was Winnie and then she just gave Winnie the biggest Aww. hug and started laughing and then we watched a cartoon to kind of calm her down for for a little bit, and um, yeah, I, th- I think we we had a good day. I, I definitely I screwed up the nap as you mentioned, because I was under the impression, 
Keep in mind, I'm very rarely home without well, you. Well, that, that's the thing. Yeah. No, when you're home, we're both home together mm-hmm. and we're co-parenting. And I, I always thought, like, it's better to have uh, Lucy fall asleep and have a nap than it would be to have her skip a nap. Mm-hmm. So what had happened was Lucy was restless, not crying, but just restless and singing to herself and playing with her stuffed animals for maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is great. Look at her. Like, she's such a little trooper trying to trying to sing herself to sleep. She's being such a good girl. And then she started crying at one point and she went, dad. And I went right in there and I changed her diaper and it was obviously filled with shit. So I, I de-shitted the diaper. <laughs> Not to get too technical here. <laughs> and then I uh, put her back and then she started singing for a bit. And I'm like, Alex is going to be so happy when I'm like, you know what? She's sleeping, honey. And okay. then when you, you do message me, it's like, you're like, what? And then it's like, I'm the, all of a sudden the worst okay, dad ever. Okay, because this is how it goes. So she is taking an hour and a half to fall asleep, but... So she does this with me sometimes, right? I'll put her in her room Mm -hmm. and it's dark. It's low stimulus environment and she won't go to sleep, but she'll like kind of sing or whatever for an hour. And then I count that as the nap, right? Because it's low sensory, all that. So she's still having a restful period and then I'll get her after the hour or hour and a half and I'll say, okay, it sucks that she didn't sleep, but at least she was in that quiet environment for a while and she was happy to be there. And then we just keep our normal nap schedule after that. So she still has her afternoon nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today what you did, you did the you know hour and a half of the low sensory environment. And then she fell asleep for almost two hours on top of that. So she, <laughs> she was in there for a long time mm-hmm. and then didn't have an afternoon nap. And it's just funny that she was in there for uh, just a very long time. And this part you'd probably be like laughing at me for if the, if the nanny cam existed. Because for, I, 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 I guess I think I'm being a good dad if I don't do things until I know she's asleep. So I, I, I usually, <laughs> if I'm alone with her, I'll stay by the room so I can hear her if she's making noise so I can come in there quick if she needs a diaper or something. <laughs> so I'm just playing to our video game, Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> but for like an hour and a half, and I'm monitoring her, I'm also listening to her next in the room and then when she started crying i ran right there and i'm like see i'm right here for you honey because <laughs> it's like if i had started cleaning the house or something i'd feel like if she really needed me i wouldn't be there in time or something or no I, wonder or you I, think parenting's easy <laughs> well i don't by the way i've never said that i think parenting's easy i do think it's way more fun and fulfilling and relaxing than my day-to-day yeah no i it's way more fulfilling than any job i think and existence. less time consuming, especially like you've got a nanny here three to four times a week. It's like it's pretty good. you have a dream. Like, let's not complain here. No, it's pretty sweet. Like moms would be like, Alex is fucking has it on easy street. Other moms. What? Why is that? Well, I could say? go back and forth with you all day about this and you're never going to see my perspective. What, what? Try me. What's your. No, I can't. I can never. I can never get things out with you. Mo- okay. It doesn't matter if you have, because when I have a nanny here, I'm, she's here and I'm going out and doing things or I'm doing things around the house. Like it's still nonstop work. And then when the nanny leaves, then I still don't stop because then I'm with Lou. Well, I guess I got you beat, I guess, because I like doing chores. Like I, I, yeah, I hate chores. I I hate chores on the weekend. Mm -hmm. I love doing chores on times when it's like throughout the week and if someone's looking after lucy i love puttering around and cleaning at my own pace it's fun 
I think it's like the coolest thing to do. Oh, geez. Yeah, I don't like that. I know. But that's what I'm saying. So everyone has a different perspective on what work is. For me, it's like I, I acknowledge that it's work, but it's kind of like a fun work that makes me feel good because when the house mm-hmm. feels clean i actually like have a little extra pep in my stuff see i love when the house is clean and i have clearly s- <laughs> <laughs> okay can we say why the house looks the way it does right now you've been working on the other house yeah but but yeah that that's a great excuse for now but i'm saying the other times it seems like there's this is like the base level for the house this is not the base level for the house no, Roseanne, if Roseanne was here, she Roseanne has been off in Quebec. If I'm here, it's better than this. If it's just me with no help, it's way better than this. Okay. Shane, please, I'm going to start photographing on. this. Photographing what? How good the house is day to day if it's just me even with no help. If I'm I, actually home. When have you had help. no help though? I don't understand. Like, But you haven't had no help in the longest time. No, yeah, Roseanne goes away and some days... Like, I have to, you know, I don't know. Okay. I've I've noticed, just if I'm being a little detective, that when Roseanne's not here, and it, this is for two reasons. One, you clean the house more when you know Roseanne's coming the next day because you're embarrassed. Cause yeah. Because she does such a tidy job. It would true. make you feel like a total slob if you didn't respect her the that's way she true. respects you. Uh, so, so that's the real reason you're doing it, not just because you're so dutiful <laughs> to the house. You know, you're laughing because I'm exactly right. I I want I, I want to make Roseanne. Of course, think you're that being I'm doing respectful a good job. to her, not to the home or that your husband yeah. comes. Well, home I love Roseanne. Wants a nice clean house. <laughs> so that's why you're doing it, and like you, you know, like th- this isn't your strong suit. So let's not pretend it is. And there's nothing. All right, brother. What's your question? <laughs> See what I'm dealing with, people. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, uh, I'll just do a quick dad's corner here. Yeah. Da 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 da. Dad's Corner. Okay. I'm looking after the kid uh, yesterday. Her name's Lucy. It's her daughter. And I want to take her to the park real quick. But I'm dealing with one of the most disorganized uh, diaper bags in the world. Like, just... uh, And I have this issue with purses. I I really have an aversion to a purse. But... And that's fine. Keep your purse as messy as you want. But don't keep your diaper bag the way you keep your purse. Let's keep a nice tidy diaper bag it just makes everything so much easier you're going to be so much happier you're going to feel more organized you're going to have your stuff and you're not going to leave important items behind da 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 dad's corner hold on shove it because the diaper bag is my purse i can't carry around a purse and a diaper bag at the same time sure one is the other then then go against your natural instinct you need to have your own diaper bag i would love to great idea okay That's honestly a, father's day or whenever is. buy me a diaper bag that only i can use that and i will stock it i love that idea i like that idea too i actually have um a really cool backpack that would be the perfect diaper bag this is an amazing solution yeah but man woman child whoever diaper bag it is i suggest <laughs> that you keep it very clean because there have been incidents where you it's such a mess you just assume that the sunscreen's in there you just assume the baby wipes are there you just assume you have all Mm -hmm. the diapers and then there's like weird tissues and all this stuff and it's muddled and before you know it the thing you actually need isn't even in the damn bag you're lugging around dad's corner okay moving on (laughs) um this relates to you're the captain of this house right we've talked about this yeah no no don't don't how many more house things are there going to be 
the house is messy. This is relatable here. All right. Okay? All don't, right. don't ruin my question. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just nervous. Okay. You are the house captain. Mm-hmm. The reason you're the captain of the house is mainly because you're here way more than me, right? Yes. So if there's a problem with the house, we're getting mail, getting our mail for us, receiving mail, et cetera, that's all up to you, tidying the house, et cetera. I was wondering, is you're going back to work now mm-hmm. in uh, next week. Yep. Is there anything I can do as a co-captain that would help maybe get the laundry done or any other things that typically get neglected? Yes. Um, it would be so great if, like, I don't know when you're getting short on underwear or something. And again, this because, like, when I'm home during the day, I you know, it's easier mm-hmm. for me to do laundry. I always tell you when I'm getting short. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if if I th- I think for laundry I need to have a laundry day so maybe like every Sunday or something or every Saturday the laundry just goes all day I do my clothes you do your clothes I do Lucy's clothes whatever um, but one job that I would love to pass off is if you could be the mailman the mail person mm-hmm. okay so like saturday mornings like sure coffee in hand walks the mailbox sure. okay it's just because you hate mail uh no i i don't hate it i it's the easiest thing for me to forget about mm-hmm. and i always forget about it and like i'm just no matter how important i know it is it's just so easy to slip my mind ever since they like stopped delivering to our door and started delivering to the communal boxes. It's okay. just so easy for me to forget I'll do about. Now. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay, good. And uh, I would say, like, you're never on my ass about anything. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, probably if there's any men listening to this podcast, doubtful, but there might be. Uh, <laughs> if uh, a guy's like, you got a dream wife there. What are you complaining? <laughs> I want you to be on my ass about stuff because I, I want to get stuff done. Yeah. And, uh, instead of letting things build up until it's like at a fever pitch, I'd like to like, you be like, okay, I can see that this typhoon of clothes is about to happen in a week and a half. Let's get Shane to help me out with whatever you need help with instead of what's happening now. Yep. No, I agree. Okay. Do you I'll get on you. I'll tell you what's up. Um, all right. So we are going to start as we mentioned a couple times in the podcast tonight, start trying for baby number two sometime soon. Mm-hmm. So what is the most exciting and the scariest uh, thing for you, like looking forward to adding another kid to the family? Okay, I think you, you were mentioning this the other week about kind of like the, the chaos in the house. I think that is very exciting to feel like you have a full home, little, always something going on. But that's also a fear of mine just because you and I are both not fully in control of this house yet. It's a yep. little, it's very easy to get un, unwieldy. Unruly? I think it's unwieldy. <laughs> you know, unruly would be a, a good synonym for it. But Yeah, unruly this house is. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you win. But yeah, that, that's a fear of mine just because I have a like a, I, and I was raised by this because I had a mom who's very like OCD that a mess is very shameful, like to an unhealthy extent. Mm-hmm. I have that in my head. So I I both avoid cleaning because I fear being messy 
and I'm embarrassed of having a very unruly house. So that's that's a fear. See, have you ever heard the phrase, and I don't remember it exactly, but a messy house is a house full of love or a house where love resides or have you heard that yeah but have you ever heard the phrase like <laughs> a messy a room is like a messy mind well that's not the phrase but it's like that you know yeah i get that and like <laughs> i'd say this house has three messy minds in it and i don't necessarily think that um it's a obviously it's a bad thing your house is always messy because you know it just feels good to have a clean house but i mean if it's messy sometimes your minds are messy and that's the thing that i was talking about with the chaos if you have two kids and everything's chaotic and fun and it's just one thing after the other minds are going to be messy minds are going to be absolutely freaking scrambled all the time and (laughs) your nose just twitched Mm -hmm. did that scare you or what what was oh, that reaction? I don't know. You were twitching quite a bit. I didn't say anything <laughs> when I was talking last too. I guess we're twitchy people. Continue. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it as long as, you know, we, mm-hmm. we tackle it sometimes. Yeah. I guess it's all about comfort level. Mm-hmm. And just like I am a way more anxious person than you. So my comfort level for this sort of thing is way less. And I wish it wasn't. I go. It'll be. I just think that it, it because we know that that's what we want to experience ultimately mm-hmm. as like two kids. Yeah. Uh, I just think it'll it'll come so naturally. Okay. Uh, last question mm-hmm. would be: uh, You and I are going to go to Vegas next week. Yeah. Um. And you talk about like the time we're going to look. We're also going for another kid. Yes. Trying to via sex and stuff like that so i i hear you mention quite a bit like like there a week after that there's a big festival going on in hamilton and you were like that Mm. night i want to get so drunk and i was like oh okay well theoretically won't you be pregnant is it kind of like the ideology like okay if we're going for the pregnancy i'm not going to stop drinking till i know i'm pregnant because I find some women really go for that. And I'm wondering if that's the, your no, logic there. No. So when we start trying, I'm not going to drink. Um, oh, because you had mentioned just this episode. Yeah. That- no, I know. But uh, because I don't necessarily think that I'll be ovulating in Vegas. So I think that I'll be ovulating after. So I think when we when we start trying, it'll have to be. But let's be honest. You're not going to keep track of your ovulation. No, I so. am because hmm. I don't want to have the kid too late in the year. I'm trying to time it perfectly with my summer vacation and everything. So okay. I really want to have this kid in late May, June. So you're going to go against type and kind of like be anal about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but Shane, thanks for chatting with me tonight. You're welcome, babe. Uh, <laughs> same to you. I love you. <laughs> love you. And everyone else, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to this Family Tree Podcast.